Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode 8. Okay, so I just want to get y'all wrapped up, caught up on everything that I've been listening to for a while. So, um, I covered Nick Carter and stuff, or the Carter family, a lot on here. Well, on occasion, I like, not too, too much, but I did cover, um, Bobby Jean's, uh, passing not too, like, a few many days ago, which is very, very sad. Um, but I stumbled upon this video about the Backstreet Boys, just kind of talking about, like, the Backstreet Boys and their kind of, like, success and stuff and whatnot and I found out some interesting things so I mean it's all like it's not it's it does lead to something bigger I think in my mind but also it's like kind of crazy so um I was watching this video about the Backstreet Boys who I've been a huge fan of since like forever Backstreet Boys was like besides boys to men Backstreet Boys was like the first boy group that I grew up with and I remember growing up with their music a lot of other and five like five 90 degrees came along eventually NSYNC was there but I didn't really care about them um, like, not too much anyway, but, like, yeah, I definitely was, like, in love with Backstreet Boys. Uh, again, they were, like, one of my first groups. Immature, I listened to, too. Um, you know, like, whatever my parents were playing in the house, Backstreet Boys was one of the first groups that I personally listened to when I was really, really young. And, um, I remember, like, just watching, like, some of the things, how they got started and stuff. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know that AJ and Howie, AJ, Howie, and Nick were the first three that were found well no I did I did know that I didn't know the order that they were found in and then like I knew that Brian and Kevin were cousins and that's how they got into the group but I was never sure if they were like biological cousins or if it was like one of those like B2K and uh god who was it B2K and there was another girl there was a girl that came out around that time that they were like oh that I think it was Janae Aiko or whoever and they were like oh that's our cousin but it really wasn't their cousin it was like a play cousin I didn't know if it was like that like they for whatever reason, like, two people just had to be related that weren't related. I wasn't sure if that was the issue or if they were, like, legit related. Doesn't matter. Pretty sure they are actually related. Uh, so, like, whatever. Um, I knew that, like, uh, Kevin was the eldest and that he was, like, about 10 years older than Nick. I knew all of those things. What I didn't know... Um, so back in the day, I used to watch Mickey Mouse Club, right? With Brittany, Justin, Christina, all of them. And, like, I watched, I think, more, majority of the re- the reruns and I did the actual airings of the show, at least from my memory, because I was really, really young when Mickey Mouse came out. Like, I think I was, like, um, I think the show wrapped in, like, 1990, 1989 or whatever, and I was, like, I was just a baby. So there's no way that I would have, like, had any actual memories of the show like that. But I watched it when it was in syndication on Disney Channel. And for the life of, for, for the life of me, I always thought that Nick Carter was part of that show. Like when I was young, I I, I know better. I've known better since I was like eleven. But I, I always thought at the time when I was really small that Nick Carter was on that show. I remember a little blonde boy on that show, but it was actually Ryan Gosling. It was not Nick Carter. Um, and I think I, no, I think I figured that out when I watched the show Young Hercules or Goosebumps. One of the two. And I was like, he's from Mickey Mouse Club. I think that's what it was. It was like, so I was even younger than 11 when I realized that. But I always thought that Nick Carter was part of the Mickey Mouse Club with Brittany and Christina and them. Um, turns out he wasn't. But he actually was like part of, so, so Jessica Simpson was going to be on the same show, Mickey Mouse Club. And I think it came down to her, Brittany and Christina, like, like either two, all of them, or like whatever was going to get whatever they got. And I, Jessica Simpson ended up freezing, and that's what Chris, get, got Christina Aguilera on the show. Although Christina Aguilera was a shoe in anyway, I think I think they probably would have tried to make room for all three of the girls, which I would have loved. That would have been a whole bot, but she froze, and I think that's what ended up ruining her spot. Um, and Jessica's mom said that Britney looked strikingly like her. It was just, it was it was interesting because I like these are things that I was thinking about and saying like for a very long time. Anyway, um, but. Jessica talked about being at some sort of camp that the kids were at auditioning for the show. Um, And I remember hearing somewhere that Backstreet Boys was also in that same camp. And I couldn't figure out why Backstreet Boys were even near them. Because I'm like, wait a minute, they're auditioning to be on some show. Why would the Backstreet Boys be there? Or even in the same vicinity as them. That doesn't make sense to me. But they were all in Florida. And Backstreet Boys were being, were signed by Lou Pearlman, who I believe lived in Florida. Um, Florida and California. Like, what? why are all the creeps living in the, whatever? Okay, I mean, I'm from Cali, but like, you know, the creepy people over there. Uh, anyway, so Lou, um, they were, they were at some kind of, I think, Lou Pearlman camp or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so apparently Nick was offered, um, 
Mickey Mouse Club, that Disney had actually offered him a contract for the show. And he would have been on the same seasons as Brittany, Christina, and the rest of them. I, he might have replaced Ryan or Nick, I don't know, but he would have, or Justin, but he would have been on that show. He said no, because at the time he was in the trio Backstreet Boys. I don't think Backstreet Boys was a full-fledged group just yet. Um, and so he ended up turning him down. And I thought that was really interesting. So I was like, like, if they were there at the same time, that means he has known Brittany and everybody else since they were really, really, really young. And I just, that's a lot, that's a lot of history with these people. Like that's, that's a long time of knowing these people. And I thought it was also interesting too, that like directly after pretty much the Mickey Mouse Club is when like NSYNC kind of started forming together. We got JC and he found Justin and they were both already in Mickey Mouse Club together. So they were already doing something. Like I just thought it was kind of weird how everything lined up, but it's like, what if Lou Pearlman had access to the Mickey Mouse Club sort of compound and that's how he was able to get in touch with these people because at some point Lou Pearlman was working with Jive and all these other record labels and Britney's under Jive as well and he also she also was she made a cameo appearance in his movie Long Shot so I'm wondering if there was like if Lou Pearlman had access to the Mickey Mouse Club I remember some of the people that did like the you know behind the scenes Mickey Mouse Club stuff like when they were much older talking about how people would come by and watch them perform because they were on the Disney like backlot or whatever and there'd be like grown-ups watching them perform like a lot of weird things that were happening like I well like with fans or whatever but like a lot of people would watch them so I'm assuming that like either they were all part of this weird boot camp that was like a mix of Lou Pearlman and Disney or maybe they were separate boot camps they were just connected to each other um either that was happening or Lou just had access because it's weird to me how you know Nick Carter was gonna get this contract to work with Disney on the Mickey Mouse Club and then at some point like not too long after he's got Justin JC and Brittany like contracts with them at some point in their careers too he was also working on the group Innocence too which Nikki Deloge from Mickey Mouse Club was gonna be in with Britney Spears Brittany ended up backing out of the group but she was like her she had like a Grammy, like a 1999, 1998, whatever Grammy thing where they went to her house and she was like just with the girls of Innocence on the couch and Nikki was one of them. So like, I, it's weird. I don't know. There's like a lot of, a lot of weird stuff with that, with like how Lou Pearlman had like his hands in pretty much everything. I don't know. That was just really, really strange, but I fell down that kind of rabbit hole and I just kept going back to Jessica Simpson talking about this camp, like, and, and. Oh, a lot of these people talk about these camps. I know, I think um, Usher was at some sort of camp too with P. Diddy, which is another thing too, because like obviously after like Lou Pearlman did Making the Band, he gave it over to P. Diddy. And I think one of the guys in that worked with Lou Pearlman um, and close to the Backstreet Boys and they were really, really, really young, um, was also on Making the Band with P. Diddy. I want to say that he served on Making the Band with P. Diddy. So he was around a lot of these connected very like it, weird people uh, between Lou Pearlman, Diddy, and others. So I, like, there's a lot of shit that was going on that I'm like, is nobody like, like people are now connecting these dots, and I'm like, because I remember like, I was like, I watched Making the Band season one all the way to four, and I remember this particular guy that was working with Lou Pearlman with Backstreet Boys, like he's in video footage of, with them and stuff. I remember him also working on the show when Danny King was a thing, I think day 26. So he has been around these pop girls and, and boys for a long time, even after Lou Pearlman left that show. But he and Lou Pearlman were really good friends for a very long time until I think everything came out about Lou and then all of a sudden they weren't friends anymore, girl, bye. But that's, that's, it's weird. And like, like, I know there've been weird things about a lot of other music producers too, that like were involved with a lot of these people, but it's just, it's very weird. Like, I don't know what goes down at these things, but it's very, very strange. And kind of like, it's unnerving too. Cause you think about like all the stuff with like Aaron Carter. And I, I recently watched, again, the video I was watching alleged that Nick Carter might've been into some like different kind of substances or whatever at some point. And when he was really, really, really young, um, which also kind of goes to what I was saying about in the last thing that I read from TMZ, which was that like Aaron, Leslie, and Bobby Jean had their own issues with that stuff too. So it's just like, it's crazy. I, the whole the whole thing 
It's just absolutely crazy. But it's so weird how all these people are very connected to each other in ways. From Britney to Backstreet to this, that, and the third. Like, in more ways than just, like, oh, they all came out around the same time. It's like, well, some of them were at the same kind of boot camp. Like, that's just strange to me. I don't know why that's weird. But it seems like a lot of these people knew each other way before they should have, question mark, I guess. Like... I don't know. I mean, going to the same audition and doing the same kind of boot camp for a show and getting picked and not getting picked, I guess makes sense. But the fact that a lot of them, like, got careers after that, yes, they are all, they are talented kids, so it does make sense. But it just seems like maybe there was something about being there that, you know what I mean? Like, it just, that, that, that propelled them? I don't, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point, but it just seems very weird that... You have Brittany, Justin, and Christina, and Ryan, who are like four of the most famous, like not only Mickey Mouse Club kids, but people of like the 90s, 2000s, because all the things that they got to do and they, they did. And then Jessica Simpson was like also in that mix at some point. Nick Carter was also going to be in that mix at some point. There's just all these different like moving pieces that are just like, how did it all come from this one place? Like, and then Rona went on to do like Jimmy Fox show while her career wasn't the same as theirs she's still out there making music I think she's in a girl group herself at this point too so she went off to do other things Nikki Deloach still does movies and stuff Carrie Russell does you know she she does big projects too no one really talked about Carrie Russell like that but she really does do a lot of big things she's been in a lot of things over the over the you know the course of her career so it's just like how are these people able to stay so relevant still like I don't know. And, and, and like most of them became, a lot of them became some of the biggest people in entertainment. Ryan Gosling just did Barbie, which was the biggest movie of last year. Like he was in The Notebook. He was in so many other things, you know, Justin, uh, he does what he does. But at one point he was like, you know, the new it boy in pop music when he was copying and pasting Michael Jackson's career. Christina Aguilera, she's still out there slaying the game. And she, you know, she's won some of the Grammys, done all this. Britney Spears is one of the biggest pop stars of all time. So it's just kind of like, it's it's crazy. The whole situation is like I don't know. There's a lot of just eerie, weird things in that that I'm just like some of this is just seems too close to be a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I just personally don't. I think everything happens for a reason. I think there's a lot of stuff that is just like why does this connect in the way that it connects? Like that's weird because Britney did end up going on tour with Backstreet Boys. They were on the same label as each other. Christina and and NSYNC were all on Jive or on RCA together. There was that whole RCA battle for NSYNC with Jive and there was like a legal, a lawsuit or whatever. And then I think, I think Jive went under and RCA bought them because Britney Spears, her last couple of albums were RCA albums, which blew my wig back when I saw that. I was like, why? I remember buying her album. I think it was, I don't know if it was Femme Fatale or if it was Britney Jean. One of those two albums on the back of it said RCA. And I was like, no, she's a Jive girly. And that's when I found out that I think Jive was going under. And I think they were going under around the time Circus came out. Because I remember in Britney's for the, uh, Britney for the Record thing, she was signing her name on one of the doors of Jive. And I'm like, why would she do that? Unless they were going under around that time. And then after Circus, I don't know if that's true, but after Circus would have been Femme Fatale. By that time, she might have been already on RCA Records, which was the same label that had Christina and NSYNC's original label, which I don't know if Justin is now under RCA or how that works, I don't know. But I just thought that was all interesting that they broke away from RCA only to potentially have to go back to RCA, be it just Justin or NSYNC. If they make future records now, they might be under RCA Records. So that was kind of interesting. <clears throat> anyway, um, outside of all of that stuff, which I want to get more into because that's just, that whole situation type deal is cra it's crazy. It's cray cray. It's so crazy. Um, I wanted to get into the thing with Chantal, aka Foodie Beauty, um, because Miss Ma'am mess. So actually I recorded an episode on here that like was happening as it was happening. Uh, Chantal like you know, and her husband breaking up or whatever. But um, I used a lot of her voice in that and I just felt like I, I didn't really want anybody coming for me. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. No. So I'm going to basically sum it up for y'all. Summarize it. So basically Chantal's man was caught cheating um, a girl or, you know, not physically cheating, but cheating like via text and things like that. So a girl that was talking to Salah, um, she ended up posting a lot of their conversations, 
voice chats with him and I guess some of his nudes. I didn't see those. I wasn't looking for them. Um, but I guess she posted a lot of those, those kind of things. And, you know, Foodie's been back, I think, for a few weeks in Canada. Not a month, but a few weeks in Canada. And she just did a video a few days ago saying she's going back to Kuwait. She's not going to... She was originally there to do the weight loss surgery, which could take anywhere from a year to three years for her to get. <laughs> and she was, you know, determined to do that. And again, she flew all the way back to do this surgery, only to be like, you know what, I'm not doing it now, which I kind of figured she was going to do because she's done this before, where she talked about getting weight loss surgery. And I get it. It's a big life change. I grow up with you because I hate surgery. That's terrifying. I totally get it. At the same time, like, then why build it so much on your channel? You know, how, I mean, I don't talk about weight loss surgery very often on here at all. And if I do end up getting that, that's not something I'm going to talk about too much, you know, in the process of doing it, because I know myself, I might chicken out and back out last minute. And why? Why would I take somebody on a journey with me that I'm not like 100% committed to? Because it is a mindset change, a lifestyle change. Two of my best friends got it. My father got it. My mom may get it. She's like me and we're both scared, but I'm like, we got one life to live this like I don't know I'm just I'm terrified especially for her like I I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my mother on a table I don't I don't want to lose my life on a table either I just don't want it to happen like just no no god no but like you know who knows who knows what the future will bring but I, I get Chantal's hesitation about that 100% I do I, I truly genuinely do I don't like though the fact that she's like I'm gonna go and get this weight loss surgery because it's gonna help my marriage it's gonna do all these things and then all of a sudden you back out because it's gonna take a while well like what did you think it's a it's a process they're gonna put you through these classes you're gonna have to like I've done the classes already so I know you know to some degree what she's gonna have to do because I've done the classes before um <clears throat> but you're, you know, you're, they're going to take you to these classes. You're going to do all these things. It's not just going to be like, I'm Chantal. I'm a, I'm a YouTuber and I make a lot of money and I want, I want surgery. Get, give it to me. It's more than that because it's not going to stick if you do it that way. It's just not. You have to handle all of your, like your triggers and, you know, all of your, your, the things that you use food for to, to, you know, to mask or whatever you have to handle and deal with all of that before they're just going to give you surgery. Because that, that would be so irresponsible on their part. Not saying that some people aren't irresponsible, don't care, they just want money. Uh, that does happen. But I'm saying that, like, no, like, a, a doctor worth their salt, a hospital worth its salt in the staff is not just going to be like, okay, you have money, we're going to go ahead and do the surgery for you. No, they're going to be like, what What are you, we, we're going to put you in classes so you can learn how to better yourself. Anyway, um, these things came out about uh, Salah, her, her husband, and what he's been doing, and I guess he confessed it to her, which then caused her to just do what an Aries would do. I'm an Aries myself, and she just went live. She went live, and she talked about him, and he was, like, you know, messaging her during the live, like, don't talk about me. Please keep it a secret, baby. I'm sorry. All this bullshit, and I'm just like, Chantal, like, first of all, end this shit, <clears throat> but also, too, like, why is it, like, he was really, from what I saw... He was really, really very concerned about how her Beezers, is what she calls her fans, her Beezers, um, he was a little bit too concerned to me about how they were going to feel about him. I was like, why do you, like, why does he care so much about how her audience is going to see him? The more important thing is how your wife sees you, right? Like, I, I would be hella, like, for me, I would question the shit out of my partner. Like, why are you so worried about my audience and how they see you? Like, you're, you're cheating on me and you're worried about like what, what they're going to say or how they're going to think about you. That tells me that you're not in this relationship for us. You're in it for my, my audience. And that, that shit just wouldn't fly with me. I'm sorry, but I'd be like, um, no, like, you know, that's the biggest sign that this person needs to be out of your life because if they're so worried about, you know, how your audience is going to perceive them, Why? Why would you worry about that? Also, to add to that, speaking of her audience, um, <clears throat> it's alleged that the person that he was talking to is a member of her audience. So one of her like channel members, I guess, was the girl that was, he was talking to, which I'm just like, you can't get more disrespectful and messy than that. And I don't mean on her part, I mean on his part. Now, there has been this discussion about you know, I, I'm going off a mini tangent. I realize that, but there, there's been a discussion about who is at fault and who's not. And a lot of people have seemed to be of the mind of, well, it's not the girl's 
fault. She has, you know, she she's single. She can do what she wants. You know, it's also lost fault. Here's my opinion. It's both their fault. It's both. In fact, I think it's all three of their fault, but it's both their fault. And I'll tell you why. Yes, single people, we are allowed to, you know, to talk and date and do whatever we want to. We don't owe, you know, anybody anything at the same time. Morally, in my opinion, it is wrong for us to be talking to people who are married. I say that as somebody who's done that. Who's done that? Who's done that recently? And was like, I cannot do this. Morally, this is not okay. Um, a friend of mine actually reached out to me after years and years of us not talking. Um, and just randomly started kind of like, you know, talking about wanting to be my boyfriend and things like that. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like whatever. Like I didn't think too much of it. And I kind of laughed it off until like I started actually kind of catching a little bit of like feelings because I've known this person before, right? Like I knew them in real life. Um, you know, we, we worked together and in a close setting and I always thought he was attractive. And so I did a little bit of investigating because I was like, I thought this person was married or at least seeing somebody, right? Turns out after a few days or like, I know about two weeks actually of us talking again, he is indeed married. And I was like, okay, no, like, mm -mm. I kept, you know, saying, let's just be friends. I'm not really feeling this, you know, you're married, you got a whole person at home. And, you know, he was giving me, you know, giving me the soft story about, you know, oh, you know, being hurt on the same bed. We're barely, you know, we're barely together. I don't even know why we're still together. And I was like, well, you know, when you find that out and or you realize you don't want to be with her or whatever, you know, you know where I'm at. So, you know, but I'm not going to mess with you until you leave. That's just, you know, what's going to happen. I slipped up. I definitely did slip up and mess up and, and continue to talk to him. Um, I would try to keep things more on the friendly side, but he was more just kind of like, everything that we, we spoke about just kind of ended up going back to the same thing and i'm like okay so you're just gonna you're just gonna do this you're just gonna continuously like redirect the conversation to you know these things that i don't really feel comfortable talking about okay fine you know like and i'm not gonna lie at the time i was desperate i wanted some attention it was nice having that attention for the time that i had it but i kept telling myself like dude if this guy is running around cheating on his wife like if, if I'm even thinking about a relationship with him, it's not going to be a faithful one because one, he's, you know, he's doing someone he's married to with kids. There's no fucking way he's going to ever be any kind of faithful to me. And also like, you know, no, this is just a big bunch of no. So I ended up like cutting it off with him and just not talking to him anymore. You know, we did, we did have conversations. We did, you know, do all these other things as far as like making plans or whatever. And I just kept thinking in the back of my head, this is not it. Like morally, this is wrong. This woman, I don't even know this woman. I don't even know, you know, this family, none of that. Um, and it's just not right. It's not, it's not right for me to do this. And I just kept having these like, you know, these things of like, I, cause I, I fully believe in karma. I fully believe that you reap what you sow and karma is the bitch. And if you're running around like participating in, in, you know, someone ruining their marriage, then I don't think any real good luck is going to be coming your way. And for me, it's like, I, I would hate for this to happen to me. I would hate for my partner, someone I love to be talking to someone else, you know, behind the scenes. So what do I look like doing that to somebody? Cause you know, you are somebody's husband, <clears throat> excuse me. You are somebody's father. <clears throat> You were all these things and this just doesn't sit right with my soul. So I had to kind of, I had to break it off because I just felt like it was just wrong. And like, maybe not everybody thinks like me, sure. But at the end of the day, I just, I do feel like it does take two to tango. And <clears throat> I was just as much in the wrong for talking to him as he was for talking to me. Like, yes, I'm a single man. I can't do what I want. At the same time, you should, you still should have some sort of morals, right? You still should kind of know right from wrong. And to me, it's wrong to talk to a man or a woman or whomever <coughs> that is in a marriage. Like whether they're in a happy marriage or not, it like if they're not happy, then they should be divorced because you like you deserve to be with someone that has no strings attached to them. You know, and if you guys have something you work out with, you know, that's fine as long as the partner knows, that's fine. You do what you want. But to me, like I'm not about to be in a relationship with some dude that like his wife doesn't know, you know, the 411. I'm not about to do that. Like I said, this man is a father. You know, he's got kids at home. I'm not trying to be a homewrecker. No, thank you. Um, but I 100% do believe that it takes two to tango. <clears throat> and that um, she, in my opinion, is just as guilty as him. While 
just like I'm just as guilty as the guy that I was talking to. Like, while I, you know, he's not my husband and I don't know his wife, um, that doesn't take away the fact that I was talking to someone that was married. That doesn't take away from that. And I, I told him that. Like, he kept telling me, like, you know, oh, you know, she doesn't know. The fact that you are married to someone, this person deserves to know how you feel, where your mind is at, because you're married to this person. They deserve to know that. They really do. And, you know, I told him, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea for you to do it with me or with anybody else. I just don't think it's a good idea. I think your partner should know where you're coming from. Like, I'm obviously not going to, you know, jump into your marriage and tell this person what's going on. But I think you definitely should be transparent with your partner. I absolutely believe that's what you should be. Um, and if she's cool with you, you know, sleeping around, fine. Don't come find me because I'm still going to say no because you are still married. I'm sorry for me. That's just like morally no. Um, but that's different. If, if someone is like, if, if a husband or wife is fine with their partner messing around with you or whatever, and you know that that's the case okay it is what it is then but to me if there is somebody that is in a marriage and they're and you know they are and their partner's completely in the dark morally I feel like it is wrong to mess with that person I feel like that person should just be like off limits that's just how I feel about it I feel like if you're in a relationship you shouldn't be seeking anybody outside of that relationship unless you and your partner have some sort of agreement um and at the same time if you know somebody's in a relationship and you're messing with them because you don't owe his wife or his husband or whomever any kind of loyalty it's not just about loyalty it's also about like morality in my opinion I'm not trying to be preachy but it is what it is to me if you know somebody is taken like whether or not they want to be taken by this person or not they're taken why mess with them? Leave them alone. Like, you know, leave them alone. They keep coming at you. Tell them, you know, step the fuck off or I'm telling you, I'm telling your partner, leave me alone or I'm telling your partner. But you know, I, I'm not, I'm not into that shit. Like to me, I, that's how I would play it. Just because I, like I said, I believe 100% in karma. I think what goes around comes around and getting back to Chantal, you know, Chantal's on her live stream talking about how, like, you know, how could he do this to me? I loved him. Da, da, da. And it's like, wait a minute, sis. You cheated on... See, I thought she only cheated on Pete. So, she she was with this person named Pete. Um, uh, I believe uh, Pete is a they-them. Um, but uh, she was with Pete for a while. Excuse me, they were engaged. And she ended up cheating on Pete with her ex-boyfriend, BB. Right? Well, apparently, she did it again with BB. She ended up cheating on BB with someone else. And again, I think that's karma because she cheated on Pete with BB and then cheated on BB with somebody else. And it's like, see, BB was very hurt by that. I think BB was even like kind of devastated about it. But it's like, BB, look, like if y'all don't believe in karma, look at that. She was with some dude, or I'm sorry, she was with Pete. Um, and then she cheated, and I think, again, I think she was engaged to Pete, and cheated on Pete with BB, and then turned around and got with BB, only to cheat on BB too. And it's like, they tell you all the time, people tell you all the time, you get them, or you lose them how you get them, how you got them, sorry, you lose them how you got them. So if she got this man, you know, if, if he got this woman by cheating on, you know, by helping her cheat on her then ex, uh, Pete's. It only makes sense that he would lose her the very same way, right? And at the same time, like, karma's real. And so it makes a lot of sense that, you know, Chantal was in this loving relationship where she thought, or he thought, with, you know, with Pete and with Bibi, cheated on both of them and then gets cheated on herself in a relationship she thinks is super loving. Because she's like, oh, Salah's different than any other guy and he loves me and da-da-da. Well, now you're, you know, now you're crying because he's cheating. And he's not, maybe he's not physically cheating. We don't know that he is or he isn't. Um, but it seems like that, you know, this is another kind of kar karma situation. Um, I also want to say that what else I, th I think is really interesting is that, um, Oh my god, what was it? What was it? There was something else that I think that happened that was kind of like funny. Oh, is that the last time that Chantal was away from from uh Salah for a while? Um, I think she had gone back to Canada for some for some reason. I don't remember. I think she um she stayed there for a couple months and then went home. I think that's what happened. I want to say that's what happened. Um she ended up, he ended up, I guess, not too long after like 
there was a picture of, of someone who was allegedly him in bed with some woman. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, she just went back home to Canada and now he's in bed with some girl, like what was the heck? So there was that uh, tea that came out that he was allegedly in bed with some girl. And Chantal, of course, wasn't happy about it because why would she be? Um, but so that, that came out. And so now that she's away and she might be away from anywhere up to a year to three years that he's now talking to some other girl, some girl that was one of her beezers. Um, I think it just kind of shows that Salah's not really trying to be alone. Like he doesn't really trash her in, in their conversations that were posted. Like he does say that like the girl that he's talking to, that at least he can pick her up because Charles, you know, Chantal is a bigger girl. But he also gets into some really freaky stuff in their conversation. And this is kind of like, it kind of tracks as to why he's with Chantal. So Chantal, to me, is a very gross person. Like she's just unapologetic. I mean, she's gross in the, in the sense of like, she has like no manners. Like Chantal is, she's okay with burping, farting, all that stuff on camera, which I mean, sis, live your best life. I'm, I don't really care what you do, but that's what Chantal does. And I was kind of like, ew, like this, she's really gross. Like why, like who's trying to be with her? But then I thought about it. And a lot of what Salah is saying to this girl on, um, on uh, social media, or like at least, you know, through text or whatever, was like, I'm gonna crap on you. I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Trigger warning guys um, on this next part. But he was saying to her, like, I'm gonna crap on you. I'm gonna pee on you. And I'm like, ew, like, why are you so gross? And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> His quote unquote wife does some nasty shit. Like she doesn't do that, but she does talk about in some of her live streams that she's had in the past, her story times of like, being in like a couple's house that she was gonna have a threesome with and then like using their bathroom and blowing it up and like basically like um, her going number two all over the wall and that happening and her having to use like like uh, her underwear to clean it off or some junk. So she has talked about those kind of things in the past. Cause I'm like, you know, everyone was saying like out of all these compilation videos about Chantal, like why is her husband still with her when he knows all the nasty things that she's done? like and unsavory things that she's done. But it's like, if he's doing that, like if, if he likes that kind of, you know, wild stuff, you know, with the, with the, with the, you know, and all that kind of stuff, then it makes sense as to why they're still together because that might be some shit that he's into. Like, I don't think he's ever expressed it to Chantal, which again, is weird to me. Cause it's like, wait a minute, this girl, if, if what the, the text messages and stuff, you know, um, is saying is true, then you're into some of the same weird kinky crap that Chantal does. Like, I mean, I don't think she was doing that stuff necessarily on purpose, but it's like, y'all thinking that telling her, telling her poop and fart stories is going to turn him away, but plot twist, it actually might be keeping him there. I don't, I really don't know. I don't know. Um, I do think he's authentically into bigger girls, but I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm just not sure. He just seems like a freak, 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 which I mean, live your best life. Like you want to be a freak, be a freak, do you. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't know, be, be careful. Cause dang. But anyway, Chantal, you know, she came out there and she, she talked about him and, and how, you know, terrible he is for cheating on her and stuff, which I mean, rightfully so. Like, I think, you know, the man really, I don't know. I just, I'm like, if you're not in love, don't be in a relationship with somebody. Like, don't lie to them. Don't fool them. Don't trick them. Don't do, like, don't waste their time. Just don't waste anybody's time. But anyways, um, I want to get back into it. So Chantal decided that she was going to trash this girl and talk about how ugly this girl is and stuff. Oh, by the way, by the way, I'm leaving this part out. Um, so Salah wasn't just interested in, like, talking to this girl or nothing. He was also interested in, like, worship play he wants like he was in he's interested in like blasphemous shit which kind of blew my synthetic back because he's so quick to tell Chantal what she can and cannot do as far as like religious practices and stuff and what's not acceptable for it like you know for her to be his wife but then he's running around telling girls that he wants to kind of like basically control them in a way and also be blasphemous he gets off on like being blasphemous he talked about our wording y'all know what that okay our wording trigger trigger again please trigger again um trigger warning again he talked about our wording the bible 
I don't know if it was the Christian Bible. I don't know whose Bible it was. Because, you know, I don't know. Don't care. The point is, he was talking about our wording somebody's Bible. And, like, I that just... That was just another thing on top of so many other things that I'm just like, no, this man is a whole bunch of no. He's a whole bunch of no. By the way, speaking of the R word, right? Um, he also talked about how it's a fantasy of his to R word women. And I like, I'm sorry, but those two things, those two things, you guys are just a big bunch of absolutely not like absolutely not you want to talk about like it's bad enough that you want to like our word the bible it's even worse that you want to like role play that kind of stuff I don't get that kind of role play like and I know that some people have that kind of fetish I I think it's weird I I don't think there's anything healthy about a person who's like oh yeah I want to be like you know, R-worded, or the whole slave thing, which again, he was like, I'm going to make you my slave, I'm going to make you do this, that, and the third, I'm like, why are people into that shit, like, you do know that, like, this shit is traumatic to so many people, like, slavery was not a good time, people weren't happy being slaves, people who are still slaves, you know, all over the world, they're not happy about being slaves, they're not like, I volunteer to be your slave, like, that shit ain't, no, 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 and then R-word, like, people, like, People don't want that. They're not like, yay, I want to be R-worded. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, and, and if it does, that person has a lot of issues. Like, that's not it. And the fact that he wants to sit up there and, like, you know, fantasize and fetish, fetishize this stuff, it is not okay. And Chantal really did come out here, really did come out with her whole chest and was like, you know, my husband does have these weird kind of fantasies and stuff, and I'm not going to judge him because it's okay to have fantasies. It's okay to do this. And did a, you know, right after saying she was done with him, she, she, she reversed that. Of course, she did, she's lonely as fuck and said, you know, that, you know, it's okay for him to have these fantasies. They're not real. And he's only been respectful to me. Chantal, Chantal, baby. You're not even baby. You're just, you're an idiot. Chantal, it is never okay. I don't care if you're a man, woman, I don't care what you are. It is never okay to like even condone someone having that kind of fantasy or fetish of our wording someone. It's just not okay. It's absolutely not okay. The poop and, and the, you know, poop on you stuff, whatever. I don't like that either, but that's, you know, that's, that's, that's someone else's business. It's someone else's problem. But when it comes to the R-wording stuff, I don't think there should ever be, <clears throat> like, I don't think anybody should ever condone that in their relationship, in their life at all. I don't think that it's ever, it's ever going to be something that should be acceptable or something that you just kind of look over like, okay, my husband has this thing where he, you know, he's, he's not serious, guys. He's only like, it's just, it's a fantasy. It doesn't matter. If your husband is fantasizing about R-wording someone, in what world is that okay? In what world is that okay? With so, with how many victims of our wording and slavery and things like that, and and just all that shit in general with all that crap, like, why would you even want to stand beside somebody who's who fantasizes about that, right? Like, why would you want to be next to somebody and call that person your partner? I, I that's and I know Chantal's said and done some seriously weird and nasty creepy shit which again this kind of tracks like his behavior really doesn't his behavior is is nasty and shocking to me it is to be honest but at the same time like it does track you know like to, to her attractions because she said and done some really weird shit online that it's not like I don't look at what he's done and go like, oh my God, how can Chantal really be with this man? I mean, I do, but at the same time, I'm also like, it makes sense because she's said and done some things that I'm like, nah, something right with your spirit, something right with you. So, and I mean, you know, her making excuses for him and saying like, it's okay to have these fetishes only tracks what everyone else has been saying, which is that this woman is just, not only is she desperate, but she's, she's gross. Like, I'm sorry, but you are just as gross as him if you are allowing that to happen. And then, like, she, you know, she was calling the girl names and stuff. And I'm just, I don't condone that either. While I do think that, like, you know, karma gets everybody involved, period. Because I, I do think it's wrong to, 
entertain married people. I do. And I do. I absolutely just think that, that that's wrong. As someone who was entertaining someone married and was like, I can't do this because this is wrong. You know, I, I do think that it's wrong. I do. And I do, like, I have that guilt with me of just talking to this man. Because I'm just like, I shouldn't have been talking to you. After I knew that you were married, that's when everything should have stopped. At that point, I, I did already have feelings. And I already was like, you know, dang, like, I, I, you were talking to me as if you were by yourself. And it turns out you are not by yourself, like, at all. You know, even if you claim that you're not in the same bed or whatever, you are still in a, in a whole marriage in a whole marriage. And that's just, I'm not proud of that. I'm actually ashamed of that. Um, I am, I'm actually, I'm I'm very ashamed of that. And I feel terrible for her, Um, you know, cause like I said, I, yeah, I just, I feel very bad for her. I do, I I don't know this woman, I've never met her in my life, but you know, it's just, it's sad. It's sad to think that somebody could, you know, talk to you and, 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 really act like they're so invested in you and turn around and be married. Like, that's just so like, damn dude, like, come on, be better, be better than that. You know what I mean? Be a better man than that. Um, and I, I do have hope that maybe he will be now that, I mean, I'm not saying I was the only person he was talking to. I probably wasn't, even though he was saying I was, I probably wasn't. Um, I hope that I was because now that I'm not a part of the picture, you know, hopefully that now he can, you know, attempt to be better i don't know if that's gonna happen obviously i have no idea but hopefully that is what happens is like that temptation thing is you know that thing that i was tempted with is now gone so hopefully he'll use that to like work on himself work on his marriage i don't really know that part isn't my business anywhere so um but anyway like i just i i want to say to to those points of like I'm sorry, but I believe that whether or not you, if you knew, if you know someone's married and you're talking to them, I do believe that's wrong. And I do believe there's karma for that. I don't think, while you might not owe that person that that's married, you know, the the wife or the other person that doesn't know any kind of like, you don't owe them any kind of loyalty, maybe not. But at the same time, like your own morality should kick in and you'd be like, this is not right. This is not okay. Like, I, that's what I believe. Like, I think it, it's just still a case of wrong is wrong, in my opinion. That That's what it is to me. It's, it's more of a case of, okay, yeah, you don't owe this person really anything. But at the same time, you know right from wrong. And hopefully you were raised in a home that said like, hey, you know, talking to and engaging in those kind of relationships with married people, it's still a big no. Like, again, you don't owe the partner anything. I'm not saying that you do, but I am saying that it's still wrong. It's still you engaging in somebody knowing that they're married. Once you figure out or find out that they're married, for your own safety, for your own, you know, sanity, leave. Just walk away. Don't stick around. Don't stay. Just walk away. Honestly, it's it's the best decision for you because if you get caught up in feelings for this person, it's it's so easy and so quick for them to kind of just like turn off and be like, well, you know, my family comes first. I'm married. This is, you know what I mean? Like hitting you with the whole, it's complicated shit that you don't deserve. So it's just like, walk away. It's, it's so, it's so much better to walk away. Um, but then again, that's just my opinion because I do believe that there is some kind of karma in that. Um, cause in those situations when Chantal, um, or at least when she was, because Chantal, you know, talked about how even when she wasn't with BB or with uh, Pete, that she was also seeing another married man. That's why it's, it's funny when she's like, you know, how could you cheat on us? Or how could you do this to us and, and ruin our relationship? And, you know, let this random woman come in. It's like, Chantal, you did the same thing. Like, roll back the clip of you sitting in your car like just what, two years ago? Talking about sleeping with the man that's married and being like, no, it's different because his wife is on the other side of the country or the world. And it's like, okay. But it's, you know what else is really funny? And this is again, how I know karma is a real thing. So Chantal in that, you know, in that same conversation said that the reason why it's different for her to sleep with this man is because his wife is on the other side of the world. And he's going to be without her for about three years. Okay. He's going to be without his wife and his kids for about three years. And they're on the other side of the world. 
So it's different, right? All these things. Well, Chantal is currently away from her husband, right? Across the world from her husband, basically. And she might be gone if she, you know, gets the surgery or when she was going to get the surgery, she would have been gone for roughly about three years. Isn't it weird that it's pretty much the same situation in reverse? Isn't that strange that like her husband is talking to someone, you know, that I don't know. Well, I don't know if she's closer or whatever the case, but her husband is talking to someone because she is about 3,000 miles away and won't see him for about three years should she get the surgery. That's so weird to me. It's like, and that's, again, that's why I'm like, karma is a thing. Karma is an absolute thing because what are the odds that this would be happening? The same scenario is happening to her. That was happening when she was talking to this other guy or seeing this other guy was that he was away from his family for three years. And I mean, you know, mind you, this guy had like a wife and kids. So it was a little bit different, but Chantal considers her, her animals, her pets, her children. So she even says that she's like, you know, me and Salah have our babies, our animals. So it's like, you really are in the exact same situation that you helped put another woman in the exact same situation. And that's why when people are like, oh, karma's not really a thing. I'm like, bullshit. Karma ain't no real thing. Yes, it is. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to believe in karma. That's fine. I do. And like I said, I think the situation just screams karma because it's like everything that you said in this other man's relationship with his wife and why you messing with him or you sleeping with him wasn't, you know, really all that bad because he's not going to see her for such a long time. It's the exact same thing. Now, could she have concocted this story and it be totally fake? It's possible. It's possible. You know, Amber, there's video of Amber, um, telling like her coming out story. That is the exact same rule that her ex, uh, her ex-boyfriend, um, at the time was her ex-girlfriend, um, Casey, uh, spoke about in, in their, in their, uh, coming out story. So it's possible that she just kind of like stole her own story and retold it with her being like, I guess the victim this time is possible, but I don't think so. I, something tells me that like, this is an authentic thing that Chantal really is going through. Cause Chantal to me, like, she's not very transparent. She's, she's like, she's quit to blame other people and she's quick to make other people the bad guy in her stories versus herself. There's always a reason why Chantal does what Chantal does, but she doesn't understand or she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to understand why other people do shit to her. It's always like, you know, well, I did this thing, but there was a reason for why I did this thing. But then if you do the same thing, it's like, well, that's not fair to me. And uh, and Amber does the same shit. It's, it's always like, <clears throat> I have to be the victim. I can't be the problem. And if I am the problem, then so what? Like, get over it, basically. That's kind of how Amber and Chantal both kind of operate, where it's like, again, when Chantal was cheating with this guy, it's different because his wife is, you know, hundreds of miles away and he's not going to see her for three years. So that's a long time for him to go without. So it makes sense why, you know, why she's there. Bullshit. Where it's like, okay, well, your husband might not see you for three years. So then he can cheat, right? By your, by your ideology, it's fine for him to see another woman because he won't see you for probably about three years. It's the same story. So you can't really be mad at this girl because you were fine with it when it was you. So I don't know. I just, I just thought that was really interesting and kind of eerie that it's like in that live stream that she did a few years ago now, she's talking about a guy who can't be with his family and who just really wants some affection because he hasn't seen his wife for three years. And now her story is the same exact story. So it's like, did she make that up? Is she reusing that story for her own narrative? Or is that just karma paying her a visit? That's really what I want to know. Um, I'm going to wrap this up for now. But yeah, that seems to be the, the case right now is that Chantal and her husband are like, I don't think they're going to, from the sound of it, they're not going to split up. She's forgiven him already, even though it's only been like a couple hours. Um, but they both have seemingly gone off of social media for a while, which I guess makes sense. 
Um, and the girl who posted all these videos, I guess she's also MIA on social media too, because I think she was getting a lot of backlash from people who are friends of Chantal or who support Chantal, don't really know. But I don't know, the whole situation just seems really, really messy to me. And I stand by what I said. I really do believe that like karma gets everybody. And if you're running around sleeping with a married man or talking to a married man or whatever, you know, it's not a good look. And you know, it, it won't be all sunshine and roses for you. And at the same time, like, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like what you put out there is what you get back. And if Chantal was running around, you know, with some married man, then it only makes sense that her man would do the same thing to her. And if he, you know, if he's a big supporter and a big fan of her videos, and he's probably seen those videos and those conversations of her talking about how she was, you know, sleeping with some married man. And it's just kind of like, you, you're kind of paying yourself back here, Chantal. Like that's, that's kind of your karma. Uh, your husband talking to some other woman because you know, you, you kind of brought that on yourself, sis. But anyway, guys, I will see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And I will keep you guys updated on things. Um, I'm gonna, you know, still do my, my musical review stuff because I just think it's fun. And I kind of want to do some kind of connecting the dots stuff too, but I'm always like really iffy about that because you just never know who listens to your podcast. And like the last thing I need is like some, you know, people involved in some not okay shit being like, um, you need to stop going down these rabbit holes because I, I ain't trying to have none of that shit happen to me. Okay. So, so I'm going to be very careful or try to be as careful as I can with some of the subjects that I cover just because it's like, you know, ain't nobody trying to, you know, get hurt over some bullshit. That, that's not, that's not my, not my jam. So, but yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that's always been going on in Hollywood. And I just think it's, it's interesting when people and people like myself too, like to connect dots and be like, Oh my God, does no one, does no one catch this? Especially when like it comes up in conversation. Cause then other people are like, Oh my God, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I didn't realize that that is weird. And you get more people to be like, that's, that's what, and not that you're trying to induct people in like the, that is a weird club, but it's just like when a lot of people kind of come to the same conclusion and they're all like, why is that happening? Why did that happen? That is weird. How come I didn't hear about this? Like, it's just, it's weird. There's a lot of things that like, as big of a, you know, media person as I always tried to be like, you know, with celebrities and stuff, a lot of the things that like, I didn't know was just like, how did I not know that? And then there's things that I knew that a lot of people, the other people didn't know. And it's like, how did you know that? <laughs> like, so it's kind of like, it, it's fun. Some of the conspiracy things are kind of fun to connect dots with. Other things are not fun. They're actually quite scary. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, this is no longer fun. And when it's no longer fun, that's kind of what I like to check out and be like, I'm done. I'm good. Thank you. I've, I've, I've had my fill for the day or for the year and I'm not going back to the subject. So, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, I'll see you guys next time again. Sorry, I'm moving things around right now in my room. I'm doing a lot of moving of things. And so if I sound out of breath, it's because I'm doing a lot of work. Uh, let's see. Ooh, I'm trying to like rearrange my stuff because I've been having not the best sleep lately. So like comfortable wise, I want to be comfortable. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great rest of your day, night, afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, I'll see you next time.